0: Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now.
1: Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show here on this March the 8th, 2022. It's Tuesday at 8.02, and whether you're tuning in on the AM side at 1490, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're listening via the live stream, which you can find on ESPNTucson.com. I appreciate you guys tuning in here, spending your time with us. I know that you have a choice of where you get your sports news information, entertainment, slash opinions, all that stuff. And I appreciate you choosing the Jeff Dean Show right here, weekday mornings from 7 to 9. Uh, Let's quickly... Let's do this. Let's give away some Sammy Hagar tickets right now. 520-719-1490 is the phone number. 520-719-1490. Caller number three at 719-1490 will win a pair of tickets to go see Sammy Hagar with George Thorogood at the Chin Pavilion September 7th up here in Phoenix. Going to be a wild show. Uh, both of those guys put on a good show. Uh, George Thorogood's great. He's he's a lot of fun to go see in concert. He's getting up there in age. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what he looks like. But uh, Sammy Hagar, George Thorogood coming up September 7th and your chance to win right now. 719-1490, caller number three, going to win that pair of tickets. Enjoy and uh, good luck. All right, so we're talking Calvin Ridley's suspension here. Is the NFL in the wrong for suspending him for one year? And my answer to that is simply no, because it's not like it was an unprecedented suspension. We've seen this before. Calvin Ridley, to be honest with you, will be lucky to be reinstated into the NFL, because in the previous four cases, the previous four cases that have happened in NFL history, in the last 70 years of the NFL, the previous four, half of them have not been reinstated into the league. One of them was because he's not really all that much of a, uh, of, a of a great player, and I don't think NFL teams were missing out on Josh Shaw. But Arch Schleister... You know, it was, a, it was a pretty talented football player. Now the problem is he was running a gambling ring, and he had his he had his feet in you know a, he dipped his toes in a lot of different areas that the NFL was just really like absolutely not. You're not allowed back in the league anymore. Artie Scheister is what they called him. Um, so the only the only two guys that were reinstated were two future Hall of Famers, two of the greatest players of their era. Alex Carris, uh, the in, in, spectacular. Line player for the uh, the Detroit Lions back in the day, that of course went on to an acting career afterwards. And Paul Horning, one of the great All Americans in Notre Dame history, Hall of Famer, World Champion—I mean, you know, everything—Paul Horning from you know from the Green Bay Packers. So those only two guys that have ever been reinstated after being caught gambling on the NFL. So Calvin Ridley will be lucky to be reinstated. The fact that you would wager fifteen hundred dollars on your life, on your career just shows you the like the mental state that he was in at the time. I feel bad for the guy, I really do. Like I feel bad for him not because he's suspended, not because he's being made uh, you know, people are saying oh they're just making him a, a, an example. They're not making an example of him. This is right in line with what the NFL has always done. You bank you, you you gamble on sports you're gonna get dinged for a year. Period. End of story. It's happened to everyone previous, and he'll be lucky to be reinstated. I feel bad for Calvin Ridley that a he was on mental leave from the NFL because he was going through some things emotionally, mentally. And look, it's important that we acknowledge these things, and I get it. You know, listen, I'm old. I'm as old school as they come. All right, and it's like, oh, you know, you're, 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 you're get a hangnail, you can't play in the NFL right now. Like I believe that it's, you know, a lot of people, it has to be physical injury to keep you out of games. Thankfully now, we're more aware of the emotional and mental status of people's health and how it affects our, our daily lives and our abilities to perform and, and how we go about our time away from work. And it's very important sometimes to step away from, from work and, and gather yourself. And thankfully, we're more aware of those things right now. So that's what Calvin Ridley was doing. But to just to bet $1,500, like, you knew that it was, it was wrong. You knew it was wrong. And it, just to go about it the way that he did was just silly. To bet $1,500, now he's laughing about it on Twitter. I bet $1,500, LOL. They gave me a year, LOL. Dude, you screwed up big time. No laughing about this. It's not funny. Like, this is not a funny thing. And there are a lot of people out there that still believe that the NFL was in the wrong for suspending him for a year. Again, I'm not going to argue the fact that ga- people are like, oh, the, the NFL is treating gambling like it's worse than domestic violence. No, that's not that's not necessarily what they're doing. Okay, the NFL is trying to protect their brand, protect their integrity. Okay, and there's a lot of ways that that can be compromised. The one way that the NFL has autonomous control over that is in the realm of gambling because both sides agreed that it is really bad to gamble on the NFL. everything else is negotiable. So maybe we you know maybe we have to relook at the negotiating process maybe we say okay why does the NFL PA fight so hard for their players to get back on the field after they've beaten their wife or why is the NFL PA why is the players association? trying to trying to lobby for their players to get back on the field after they got drunk in a car and killed somebody. The NFL isn't saying that, well, you know, we want these guys back on the field. It's the Players Association that are trying to get these guys back on the field as quickly as possible. So they negotiate and they come to an agreement, and that's why you have the CBA. There's all kinds of 174 pages of the CBA, and all that stuff is in there, right? So, like, I, I don't know why... People are so hung up on the gambling thing. And, and like I've argued this for years with Pete Rose, and it's such a touchy subject among sports fans. It really is. And I'm telling you, you ever want to start pushing people's buttons? All right, if you ever you ever sitting around some sports fans, you're at a bar at a party, whatever. You want to start pushing people's buttons? Just say something like, "Yeah, so I'm pretty sure you know that uh, uh, that uh, that it was the right decision to keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame." And I'll watch people just erupt, because that is a conversation starter, man. Like, like that is that and now it's now you're gonna be in it for an hour. You're gonna be conversing over, over that for an hour at least. Was it right? Should he have apologized? Was it wrong for them to you know to ban him from the league the way that they did? Blah, blah blah blah. Okay. But we all know that Pete Rose gambled on baseball. He gambled on his own team. He was gambling using the team phone in the uh, in in the uh, in the clubhouse to place bets with his bookie you know and this was a lo- this was before all that stuff was was essentially legal in these you know in between the the state lines and all the stuff the way it is now and I hear people saying like it's really it's it's better to you know to uh to it, it's you get a bigger um you know slap on the the you know, bigger essentially discipline action taken against you by doing things that are legal, a.k.a. smoking weed and gambling on sports, than you do if you get drunk and kill somebody. Okay, well, first of all, uh, look, Henry Ruggs isn't playing in the NFL, not because the NFL suspended him or anything. The dude's in prison, and he's going to be there for a long time, and his career is over. Okay? He killed somebody. Now, people want to talk about Leonard Little. Leonard Little, DUI, uh, had a uh, vehicular manslaughter, and was suspended eight games. That was wrong of the NFL to even allow that guy back into the league. But the NFL Players Association says you can't do that. You can't ban him from the league because he went through the due process and blah, 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 and all this happened in this case, so the maximum that you can give him is eight games. That's what the NFL gave him, is eight games. There's a bargaining process. And really, the issue that we should be having here is with the union, not the NFL. The union is the one that is kind of causing this rift and, and causing this unbalanced disciplinary uh, you know, structure that we see in the NFL. The NFL has been very, very clear uh, from day one what they're about. They're about protecting the shield, right? Protect the shield. The NFL logo, the big NFL shield. At all times, protect the shield. In radio, my number uh, – my bosses couldn't care less I mean, they, they could, but in the, in the end, okay, we know the numbers are going to be fine. We have listeners. I've got 16 people out there that are listening to me right now, and they're happy with that. They're like, okay, that's good. We love those 16 people that are listening to Jeff right now. But if Jeff, if Jeff says anything that could jeopardize our license as a radio, as a broadcast entity, he's going to be fired immediately. My number one responsibility is to protect the license at all times. Protecting the license. I have to think about that every single day. Every time I open my mouth with a microphone in front of it and I'm plugged in to the, to the airwaves in Tucson via ESPN Tucson, I have to constantly, on in the back of my mind, be thinking about protecting the license. Protect the license. I want to keep my job. I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to talk about these things with you guys. So in the NFL it's the same way there are players and look i've had conversations with hundreds of players i trust me <laughs> talk to guys we talk about these things because when i look like, i have a different relationship with players like i don't i don't get starstruck i don't always talk shop with them like i'll just talk like everyday life with them like i just they kind of appreciate it a little bit more like i kind of hang around late i stay late they're kind of upset they're like this dude's still hanging around late but i just say look i know your time is precious Yada, yada, let's talk some other time, but I want to talk to you about this. You know, what are your thoughts on this? And it's not necessarily about uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, how to, how to align a, a proper 4-3 defense uh, against a spread team. It's not, it's not about that, okay? We talk about real-life stuff. So when I talk to guys about this kind of stuff, it's been brought up many, many times in just idle conversation that I've had with current and former NFL players. They say, they'll look at you and they'll say, protect the shield. That's what we're told. Always protect the shield. You always have to be mindful of the NFL shield. Protect it at all costs. Don't do something that's going to jeopardize the integrity of the league. Da, 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 da. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. 70 to 75% of the players in the league, at least as far as my sample size goes, and I know it's not – you know what it was 1900 and, was 1948 players i think in the league or something like that on active rosters whatever the number is uh it's it's not that's that's not my sample size my sample size is you know around 100 120 players that i've had conversations with and and not just you know a little back and forth of the microphone conversations real conversations multiple conversations with 70 to 75% of them agree that protecting the shield is your number one fiduciary in, in, as, as an NFL player, yes, you have a responsibility to your coaches and your teammates and to yourself and to your family and to your high school coach and all those college coaches and all this stuff to be the best damn player on a football field that you possibly can be. But while you're being paid those millions of dollars, for Calvin Ridley, it's $11.1 million that he just lost. Protecting the shield is your number one responsibility. You have to always be thinking about that. He lost sight of that. Sitting on his couch in Florida one day and was like, you know, my Falcons are playing the Jaguars today. The Jaguars suck. Pretty sure that that Urban Meyer is about to be fired. I'm going to bet against the Jags. I'm going to bet my Falcons to beat the Jags today. No, you know, great bet. It's an That's easy money, right? But the odds aren't that great. Like, why put 500 on something I could win $520 on? So let's throw in some parlays here. So let's start dabbling. And look, he probably got sidetracked. Like, hey, this is fun. Like, this is cool. I can, you know, I can put a five team together. Or I think the the Niners are going to beat the Seahawks today, or whatever. You know, you put them, you know, put it all in there. And now we're making some money. Now I got five hundred in this, five hundred in that, five hundred in that. Cash some tickets. Feels good. Except he forgot one thing. That rookie symposium that he went through when he came into the league from Alabama, where in that rookie symposium, it says. They tell you for six minutes in that symposium, gambling on the NFL is absolutely 100% bad. You cannot do it. Period. End of story. You are disallowed from gambling on the NFL. You have plenty of time afterwards, after you're done with to gamble on the NFL. You have other sports out there you can gamble on, baseball, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, soccer, boxing, MMA, whatever the hell you're into, man. You can bet on that stuff. As soon as you start betting on that shield, You're jeopardizing the integrity of our league. And you will, if you're caught, you're going to get in big, big trouble for that. That is day one stuff, man. That is kindergarten stuff for NFL players. You don't do it. So for the people out there defending Calvin Ridley being like, it would have been better if he'd gotten out and drunk and killed somebody. First of all, that's way worse. Way, way, way worse. Calvin Ridley would be in jail, and his life would be in jeopardy. Uh, you know, the, the, his livelihood would be in jeopardy because he'd be in prison for twenty to twenty-five years. Okay, those are people that are taking the extremes. Now, if Calvin Ridley had beaten his girlfriend, okay, he would be looking at probably like a four-game suspension, probably, and would be back in action in the NFL at some point next season. But again, these are things that are bargained upon by the union, by the players' union. Now the question is this: Now that we've gotten through all that, the reasons why it's bad, and the reasons why he got suspended for a year, and the reasons why the NFL is not in the wrong for suspending him for a season, for for a whole year, he's not he's not even eligible until February of 2023 to re-enter the league. That's when he'll be eligible for reinstatement if the NFL is like, okay, you've learned, you've gone to you know gambling practice, you know the the classes and stuff like that. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and reinstate you. You can become a free agent if teams want to pick you up, they can. So here's the question moving forward now, okay? Because this is this is what people are kind of this is eventually where the discussion is going to go. And it's already gone there in several places. Should players be allowed to bet on the NFL as long as it doesn't involve their own teams? Uh I, I think it was um it was, it was one of the Acho brothers, Sam or Emmanuel yesterday. On uh, on one of his, I think it was from his home on one of the Talking Head shows, said that um, said that he, he should be he should be able, allowed he should have been allowed to uh, to to bet on the NFL because he bet his team to win. What's he going to do? Play harder? Okay, sure. That's another argument that people are making. Oh no, he's going to play harder because he bet his team to win. Okay. That all sounds wonderful. This is a conversation that I've had hundreds of times in the Pete Rose discussion. And I'm going to play the same thing here that I'm going to play with, that I've played a hundred times before in the Pete Rose discussion. Okay? Great. Bet on his own team to win. What's to say that he didn't collude with a team from the opposing, uh, with a player from the opposing team, who then bet their team to lose, but didn't place the bet? The bet, was, the, play, the bet was placed by the the player who bet his team to win, and they split the winnings. What if Calvin Ridley were on the field that day? Okay, let's say let's say the Falcons are playing the Saints. Okay, Calvin Ridley's on the field, game changer, has a big game, 124 yards, two touchdowns, has seven catches, makes a big play, and uh, it, it all kind of seemed like. It was going against Marshawn Lattimore. Like, Marshawn Lattimore should have had better coverage on Calvin Ridley. Like, what was Marshawn Lattimore thinking on this play? Like, he jumped too early for that for that back shoulder fade. What was he thinking? Well, what he was thinking was is that Calvin Ridley placed a $1 million bet for the Saints to lose that game, and that he was going to get paid 500000 for helping that happen. That's where the integrity comes into question, because how can you prove if you're the NFL, if that were to happen, if – Calvin Ridley were caught betting on the Falcons to win, put a million dollars on the Falcons to win and beat the Saints that day. How on earth can the NFL prove that Marshawn Lattimore didn't throw the game for the Saints when he didn't have any money publicly staked? You can't. So now, once you cannot prove something, now the integrity of your rules, the integrity of uh, uh, of, of the way you adjudicate things comes into question and then what happens people stop betting people stop believing that the NFL is real that it's that it's really happening that these players are really going out there and playing their best you cannot have players betting on their own sport period end of story period exclamation point should NFL players be allowed to bet on the NFL as long as it doesn't involve their own teams no you cannot cannot this is this is Day one stuff, and I'm not and it's not just the NFL, it's not just Major League Baseball. You talk to NBA players, their rookie symposiums, don't bet on the NBA. And people people want to t- say that the NFL is a bunch of hypocrites. They got a team in Las Vegas and they've got, you know, every single sports book imaginable. Uh you know, the the Cardinals are putting a sports book, putting a FanDuel sports book in the stadium. It's going to be live next year, next season. The Cardinals, you can go to the Cardinal Stadium, to State Farm Stadium, and go walk up to a ticket window and place a bet as a fan. Because that's what gambling is for. It's for the fans. I'm sorry. If you're an NFL player and you just have this hankering to bet on NFL, then you have a gambling problem. Period. Or you're just too stupid to listen Every single – the rule is hammered into these people, folks. I cannot tell you enough how much this is made aware to the to the players in their sports. And people want to say the NFL is a bunch of hypocrites. NBA, I remember in the 80s, in the 80s, the Arizona Lottery, I could go get Phoenix Suns scratchers tickets endorsed by the Phoenix Suns in the 80s. Like <laughs> – Way before any kind of sports gambling was thought to be legal here, before we had, uh, you know, before we had the Indian gaming casinos here in the state of Arizona. <laughs> you could you could walk into a Circle K and say, "I want the Phoenix Suns, you know, hot nets, whatever, you know, scratchers ticket." Endorsed by the NBA, endorsed by the Phoenix Suns, all the all the NBA teams had them in states where it was legal to have scratchers tickets, you know, gambling and stuff like that. There's still some states that don't even allow that kind of stuff. Utah, one of them. So to say that the NFL is hypocritical is being short-sighted. You're just picking on the most recent story and the most recent hotness on Twitter. Understand what the history of gambling and sports is, and you'll start to uncover a whole new world of things, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's 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 really bad. There was an article in New York Post today saying that the, what did it say? Uh, uh, that the NFL, while trying to secure its integrity, lost its integrity in suspending Calvin Ridley for a year. That's the stupidest thing I've heard in my life. Like, that's just dumb. How can you say that that a company who is trying to uphold the integrity of itself by suspending a player for a year for doing something that they very well knew that they shouldn't be doing, that is agreed upon by the Players Association, the union that he is a member of. How can you possibly write an article like that? Well, it's easy. He didn't know either. He's looking for clicks. He's just, you know, some idiot out there. Uh, I I haven't had any clicks on it. And and, the funny thing is he's probably not – he works for the New York Post. He's probably not even a sports writer. He's probably just some, like, you know, daily columnist and is like, I'll pick up this hot story and have a hot take on it. I'm going to write this provocative uh, uh, you know, headline for it. Get some clicks on this, and this is really going to get me trending. Boo! Come on, man, you can do better than that. Know your history. Do better. Be better. So, it, it, it's this is going to be a hot topic. It's going to continue throughout today, tomorrow, probably the week. I mean, this is this is going to be something that that people talk about. People are wondering how Calvin Ridley got caught. I have an answer for you. Next on the Jeff Dean Show.
0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: Congratulations to Casey Ball of Tucson. Got himself a pair of tickets to go see Sammy Hagar and George Thorogood. At the Ak-Chin Pavilion on September 7th, he was our lucky third caller when we had our cue to call, and uh, listen, we got more tickets to give away the rest of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we got three more pairs to give away, and I may be able to talk to our promotions department and get us some more tickets to give away. So if you're nice, we might be able to get some more to give away, to go see the Red Rocker, Sammy Hagar, alongside George Thorogood and his Destroyers, Bad to the Bone, I Can't Drive, 55, All good stuff. I Can't Drive 55 is one of the... I had this discussion over the weekend, actually, with some friends. Like, what's the one song that gets you... Like, if you're in your car and it comes on, you just... You you lead foot it and you just... You kick ass, man. You just try to drive as fast as you can. And for me, it's either I Can't Drive 55 by Sammy Hagar, which is obvious, right? Or it's Wild Side by Motley Crue. If I hear either of those songs, I'm like, yep, it's on, man. Like, I'm I'm fake shifting and clutching in my automatic car... And just putting the hammer down. <laughs> like, as long as come on, it's on, man. All right. Hot topic right now, and, and this will be the last thing we talk about with it today uh, before I move on to some other things. There's some other stuff I want to talk to you guys about. Don't want to just spend the entire day talking about this. The, the reason how, – how in the world did the NFL find out about this? Okay, well, it's very simple. I mentioned – in the beginning of this, you know, just about, you know, 40 minutes ago or so, 45 minutes ago when we were talking about this, that the NFL has a partnership with these sports books, okay? It's very, very important that they form this this partnership with them. And let me just also say this, that the – people saying, oh, the NFL is making billions off of these sports books. They are not making billions off of the sports books, okay? The NFL – and this is the number, okay? This is how much the NFL gets from uh, bets placed on – NFL licensed sports books, sports books. Okay, so places like FanDuel Sportsbook, the NFL gets zero point zero one percent of the money spent in gambling. Now, again, that is still a you know that's that's going to be a few bucks. That'll be a few shekels after we figure out that. $7 Seven billion dollars were bet on the NFL this year, or whatever the number happens to be. I don't know; have the number in front of me, but that could be it. Like you know, what is it? Seventy grand, seven hundred thousand for the NFL. Ooh, okay. Let me dig into my pocket here and just pull out some change for you. So, people are like the NFL is making millions and billions of dollars off this. They are not okay. Now, the advertising, yes, but. That's money being spent by the sports books to advertise with the NFL to reach fans, to spend more money. I mean, that's just it's just part of this it's part of the cycle, folks. It's what, <laughs> it's what we do here in America. Okay. So how'd this happen? Well, they have a partnership with these with these sports books. And the NFL says if you want to be a licensed partner of the NFL, you have to follow these guidelines. If there is a flagged uh, bet placed, okay, let's say um, for whatever reason, your tracking system uh, recognizes a name that is on a list that we get that the NFL gives to all the sports books, okay they flag it, okay? Then they send it to this company who basically says, okay, um, NFL hired a, a, a company called Genius, okay? Uh, it's, a, it's a compliance company. The NFL has hired them to filter through all of these different bets and things like that that come through the NFL. And when a flag comes up, they notify the NFL. Then the NFL investigates, and we get what we get with the Calvin Ridley situation. In the situation with Calvin Ridley, he was in the state of Florida, okay? A a, a bet that was placed on a team out of the state, essentially, that that it was placed on. So he's placed in Florida. At the time, Florida only had one online sports book available to them. That was Hard Rock Sportsbook, okay? Hard Rock, in order to in order for the NFL to allow Hard Rock to offer NFL games on their on their book, Hard Rock has to comply with these with these reporting uh, uh, the, 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 the reporting protocols that are placed there. Okay, so Hard Rock says um, we have an account from a cridley eleven or whatever, c.ridley18, uh, right, is it number 18, c.ridley18 at gmail.com that just placed $1,500 bets, three of them including the Atlanta Falcons. Send that to the to the NFL, please. NFL says, hmm, okay, uh, c.ridley18 at g- Yep, that's the email that we have on file for one Calvin Ridley employed here but currently on a non-football uh, injury leave, and all of a sudden, boom, there you go. Now they investigate, now they talk to the Falcons, then they, they interview Calvin Ridley, they talk to it, and then the, the the suspension happens. That's that's how that's how it goes. Because imagine imagine being a sports book, okay? It's the you know, let's the Jeff Dean sports book. Let's all get on board, the Jeff Dean sports book. We've got all kinds of cool promos here, and you can bet all the games. But let's say that I have NFL players uh like in my pocket, guys that are that are friends of mine, okay? Uh, and I say, hey, you guys can bet here, you guys can bet on the NFL here. I won't tell anybody. If the NFL were to find out about that, guess what sport you would not be able to bet on my sports book? Yeah, you would not be able to bet the NFL. And guess whose sports book would be filing for bankruptcy the following day? The Jeff Dean sports book. Because if you don't have NFL, you don't have sports gambling, period. I can be like, oh, I can just be like a, you know, a. College, uh, you know, lacrosse gambling or something. Yay! Well, I'm going to make so much money on this college lacrosse sports book that I've put together. No. You have to have the NFL. So it's very important that these two entities work together to make sure that the partnership works in favor of both entities so that they can both continue to make money. And as I mentioned before, gambling is for the fans. The NFL is an entertainment business. Okay? The NFL is not in the business of. Of establishing championships. There, what, what, I mean, what is a championship? It's a, it's a, it's a trophy. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a symbol. Okay, it's a symbol of a, uh, of an achievement that you've gained throughout one year of your life. Then you move on, and another team gets to earn that symbol the next year for their achievements. The NFL is entertainment. It's an entertainment business. When I talk about the NFL, and when I talk about any pro league. When you buy a jersey, when you buy a ticket, when you buy a you know a television package that allows you to view the games that aren't normally on the national TV, you're doing that with your entertainment dollars. Your entertainment budget goes to that, right? That's part of your enter- whether you like it or not. That's your entertainment budget. That's what that comes out of. The NFL and the pro leagues are entertainment entities. That's simply what they are, and the players that they employ are not allowed to have all of the fun that we as fans are allowed to have. That's the difference. And it's okay, and it should be that way. And the NFL should have suspended Calvin Ridley for a year because he's stupid. That $1,500 to lose $11.1 million. Like, what's the point, dude? So that's where all this that, – those are my opinions on this, and there's a lot of facts in there as well. Take from that what you will. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at UAZ Voice. Um, I've got the poll up there, and uh, people are voting. And right now, I think, you know, just we're about one hour into the poll, and uh, the uh, it looks like about two-thirds of you are saying that the NFL was in the wrong for suspending Calvin Ridley for for a year. I would like to know your thoughts. Place your thoughts down there. Share your opinions with me. That's what, that's what I'm here for. Like, I don't take calls, okay, because early in the morning and – not everybody wants to wake up and start calling on a sports hotline and talking about sports. Okay, take your time, think about it. I want you to share your opinions with me, though. Don't think this, this is just a a one sided conversation. Share them with me. I am willing to engage on Twitter as long as you are being respectful, uh, you know, and and well thought out. All those, you know, all the be all the things. Okay, be all the things. If you if you get some engagement from me, okay, then you are being all of the things, and that's good. All right. One of the things that I am being is extremely late. And Mary is yelling at me right now, so i got to take a break. When we return, we'll talk about some more NFL next right here on the Jeff Dean Show.
0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: All right, still so a little time here left in the uh, – in today's show, what the hell's going on in the world of sports outside of Arizona basketball just dominating Earth and uh, Calvin Ridley being suspended? <laughs> is there anything else going on? Yes, of course, there's plenty of things going on. There's the NBA, some exciting stuff last night uh, in the uh, in the association. You've got Russell Westbrook, apparently, uh, the, the, the public shaming of Russell Westbrook and uh, shaming his family name, and he is not about that business. <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't be either, but, look, troll's going to troll. Like, that's what happens, and people going to make fun of your name. I mean, people make fun of your name when you're in grade school. I mean, that's what every kid gets their gets their name made fun of. I mean, as, every time I meet someone new, like, I, I, this is legitimately something that I, that I think about, and the conversations I have when I meet brand new people in my life. They tell me their name, and I'm like, oh, man. Uh, what was what what was the thing that they called you in grade school? And they laugh. They're like, oh, they called me, you know, you know, whatever. The, you know, they, they called me. They called me like mine was like Jeff Dean, the refried refried bean. I was like, okay, well, that's because they, they want to do something that will rhyme with or has the same letter as, or if they can replace a couple of letters and change it to this. Like that's what they do, you know. And kids just make fun of each other for your last name or your first name, whatever. Uh, it's been going on for eons. And it will continue to happen. And <laughs> these children that are in grade school have now grown beards and have driver's licenses and income. And they can go to games and they can download apps and get on your social media and continue to call you those names. Even as a, an adult, albeit 12-year-old adults, um, that will continue to do that. So, uh, you know, whatever. It's, you got to deal with it. You are You're in the spotlight, man. Uh, it happens. I've been there. Like, not nearly the spotlight that Russell Westbrook is in. Certainly not anywhere near uh, that. But I mean, you know, any any kind of any kind of public figure, people want to jump on that, and heaven forbid you do anything wrong. My God, you do something that that stands out, man, you get juiced. I mean, you, you get you get crushed by people, and that's 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 just the business. Major League Baseball. I'm going to talk about this just real quick because, man, it's depressing as hell. Talked to somebody yesterday. Just had just shared a couple of text messages with someone who's very, 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 very close to the situation, and I mean as close as someone can get to the situation. Texted him yesterday and was like, "Hey, man, how are things going?" Not good. Uh, you know, basically just a little chit chat. But the 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 gist of that conversation is is that this person does not expect to have a season this year. A 2022 Major League Baseball season, according to this individual, is not going to happen. A complete one-year lockout, or you know whatever you want to call it. It's not a strike. It's a lockout. Owners have locked out the players. The two sides are so far apart from one another. They're so in, just heavily in disagreement with everything that's going on, and all of the, the lists of demands and things that, that want to be met and need to be met and whatever for an agreement to happen, they're so far apart. The, the, the chasm is so wide that they can't even see each other on the other side of it. That's how far away they are. This person was in, was of the belief and, and was not hoping. That, you know, don't get me wrong. This person is not trying to end a season for Major League Baseball nor are I would say that 98% of the players want there to be a season there's certainly some players out there they're like Psh, who cares but I would say that the, the the vast vast majority of players want there to be games this year they want to play baseball they, you know, that's that's what you do but this person is is of the belief that there is not going to be a season at all and that that just like it breaks my heart like really like I love baseball <laughs> I'm I'm not in love with the way the status of the game right now, and and going to a game or watching a game on television, has become at some points agonizing because of the way the game is played. But that's neither here nor there. I still love baseball. I love the game of baseball. I love being a baseball fan. I love going to games. There's nothing like being at the ballpark for a game. I'm just. Maybe I'm being, you know, gushy and mushy and sentimental and all this other stuff, and harkening back to the yesteryear of when it was great to get a bag of peanuts and a hot dog for twenty five cents, and, and you know nobody experienced that, <laughs> not anymore at least. Uh, and and I just it, it it breaks my heart to to hear these things, and I was like, man, you're killing me. He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you know, like what, what what are we gonna do? I mean, we've we've got. You know, we're trying to represent thousands of people that are you know that are going to be affected by this here in the league, and there's a group of owners who are just not willing to budge, and they're not even they're not even close. Like they're not willing to to even listen to some of our demands and some of our uh, stipulations that we have to make an agreement happen. They're not even willing to listen, and again. I'm not in touch with any of the owners. I haven't talked with any of the owners. I'm sure that their side of the story would be vastly different. It would be very different than what I'm getting from the players. But nonetheless, that's the information I'm getting it from. Uh, that, you know, that's, that's who I'm getting the information from, rather. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just I'm very sad, very heartbroken. You know, I talked to, I talked to the San Francisco Giants yesterday. Uh, we were talking about spring training, and they were like, you know, we're going to keep you on the emails, but don't expect to see anything for a while. That's literally what they told me. (laughs) Like, don't expect to see anything for a while. Like, we have plans in place in case something happens on the fly, but don't expect it. I was like, damn. (laughs) That came from the team. So, man, it's it's brutal, man. Uh, You know, negotiations and all this other stuff. And, again, I – Listen, I, I, I'm, I'll I make it very well known. I am an anti-union person. I, I am anti-union, and I will say that openly, and I do not care. I'm not a fan of unions. I think they ruin a lot of things uh, for people, and certainly in the world of sports, you're getting what you get right now. It's causing a lot of issues, not only in Major League Baseball, but in other sports as well. And we're about to see some of those things happen. The NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement, the CBA, is coming up it's coming up real soon folks and it's going to be ugly be ready because there are owners right now there there are there are things in motion by the players association and the 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 um, progressive thinking of players in the league and the way that, that they think they want the way that they envision their league moving forward and the plans that they have in place and how they can change it are nowhere near the plans of what the owners see the NFL doing in the future. So be ready, because it's, it's coming. It's coming real soon. Like, we're talking possible stoppage of NFL play, which would really open people's eyes. They like, go, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a second. No, no, no. We can't have this. Okay? That's the way I feel right now about baseball. I felt this way about the NHL when the NHL lockout happened. We missed the season of the NHL. Uh, it was a dozen years ago. It sucked. I hated that. So, it's not good, not good for anybody right now, and uh, unfortunately, I, I, I have to agree with this person. Based on the things that I've read uh, from baseball insiders and such like that, they're they're kind of thinking the same thing, like, this ain't going to happen. Like We're not going to have a year this year. We're not going to have a season this year. Be ready for the 2023 season because 2022 is done, and that sucks. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When I return, I'll put a big bright red shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. That's next right here on ESPN Tucson.
0: Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM 1049 FM ESPN Tucson.
1: Hey, Arizona FanDuel is giving you the chance to shoot threes on your son's home court. Just visit the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Footprint Center from March 13th to March 17th and place. Any $100 or more bet on the NCAA bracket with at least plus 400 odds. Then you can register your name and your bet at fanduel.com slash phoenix to get your spot on the court to shoot some threes, a la Steph Curry or any of the other great three-point shooters out there. Maybe you like the little kind of like overhand shot like a Nikolo Jokic. Uh, you go out there and look like that. I wouldn't look like any of those. I would just be heaving bombs from far away and clanking if they even drew iron. So, uh, yeah, not my forte. But you can go out there and, uh, and uh, show off your uh, three-point shooting skills right there by visiting the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Footprint Center. Join them for opening night of games. At the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can enjoy the beautiful outdoor terrace that they have there. The uh, America's number one sportsbook will have the live games on over 40 televisions there, and uh, you can enjoy all the action on Thursday and Friday. Good stuff there for the NCAA tournament. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, awesome. Like I mentioned, we have that ongoing promotion going on with my promo code. Just use my promo code, Dean. Uh, if you go through the app, that's the Sportsbook uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's the easiest to use app out there, trust me. Uh, You get your first uh, first online bet risk-free up to $1,000. It's $1,000 guaranteed. You can't beat that. Put your basketball shooting skills to the test on March 17th. Go to fanduel.com slash phoenix to get your spot on the court to learn more today. 21 and over in President Arizona. In-person wager at Footprint Center is required. Shootout occurs on March 17th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Time. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. If you think you have a gambling problem, call one 800 next or text NEXTSTEP to 53342. So we got into a lot of things today. I, I'm going to have to table my discussion about the NFL mock draft tomorrow because I do have my NFL top 10, essentially. And we'll start to turn our focus to the NFL draft. It's kind of like my... Christmas, my you know Disneyland or whatever you call it. I love the NFL draft. I love prepping for the NFL draft. I love watching the combine and trying to determine which players are going to be difference makers as rookies and moving forward in the NFL from the year that they're drafted and coming out of college and such. So I'll have that. I do have my top ten and, and who I think it's not necessarily the magnitude of the player. It's not my, my top ten players in the draft because rarely do the ten best players get drafted in the first ten picks. There are teams that are drafting for need. There are trades that are made up. Guys, uh, you know, teams are pushing for a new quarterback, and maybe a quarterback gets taken earlier. There's a run on offensive linemen or defensive edge rushers that happens. It happens every year, and there's, it's it's so difficult to predict. It's like predicting a first-round draft, even just predicting the first 15 picks, <laughs> is almost as difficult as getting a perfect bracket in the NCAA tournament, which we will also be discussing here in the days and weeks to come here on the Jeff Dean Show. We'll also talk some Arizona Cardinal football tomorrow with our Cardinals insider, Tyler Drake. What are the Cardinals going to do with Kyler Murray? That's been turning into a really sticky situation for them. And, of course, the uh, Pac-12 basketball tournament opens up tomorrow as well. We'll have a full preview of that for you there. That is going to wrap things up for today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Thanks to Mary back in the studio for pushing all the right buttons and keeping me on the air here. And, of course, thanks to you for choosing the Jeff Dean Show listen to here on ESPN Tucson every morning from 7 to 9 a.m. This afternoon, check Spears and Ali from 3 to 6. They'll have you uh, in this afternoon drive situation of sports. And I will see you guys again tomorrow morning right here on the Jeff Dean Show at 1490 a.m., 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson.
0: Thanks for listening to The Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson. From the Casino del Sol studio, the soul of Tucson, this is ESPN Tucson. KFFN Tucson, KWCX Tank Verde, KMXZ HD for Tucson.